Good morning and welcome to PCF's uh, Sunday Morning Reflection. I hope you've had a great week. Um, it's still, we we struggle on with the lockdown and the difficulties that are there. But you know, we are free. We have been set free by the Lord Jesus Christ. And despite all the problems around us, we are the people on this globe who have so much to be thankful for because of his great goodness. Uh, a song which uh, came to me just this morning. It's a chorus we used to sing, um, well, as long as I can remember. And, and the words are very simple. It's, just, it's taken from the book of Philippians. And it is, Rejoice in the Lord always. And again, I say, Rejoice. Rejoice in the Lord always. And again, I say, Rejoice. 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 And again, I say, Rejoice. Brings back memories of singing it in parts and harmonising. Uh, and, and praise is like that. It's something that stays within you. And we have got someone who can be the centre of our praise, the Lord Jesus, because of his great love and his faithfulness towards us. We just ask, Lord, as we look into your word this morning, that you will speak to us, that there will be something uh, that you communicate that will be personal to us, that will encourage us, that will build us up, that will challenge us, that will make us strong, that will help us to keep our eyes focused on you. Amen. Following on from uh, the, the message of the week on foot washing, I just read on uh, a, a little bit more uh, in John 13, and in verse 18 it says this, I am not referring to all of you, I know those I have chosen, but this is to fulfil this passage of scripture. He who shared my bread has turned against me. He who shared my bread has turned against me. We know uh, now that that was Judas Iscariot and that was uh, at the Last Supper, just as uh, Jesus was coming and preparing himself finally for his uh, death. And, uh, and the ultimate resurrection. But that phrase, he who shared my bread has turned against me, is a reference to an Old Testament prophet in Psalm 41 and verse 9. And this is what it says there. Even my close friend, someone I trusted, one who shared my bread has turned against me. When David wrote those words, he was not thinking of the Lord Jesus Christ. When those words were written, David was on the run. He was under threat, as often appeared to be the, the case. But David would call out to the Lord in those difficult times. But on this occasion, it was uh, a, a close friend of his, uh, Ahithophel. And let's look at the story of Ahithophel. I'm sure I've got the pronouncement wrong but never mind I'm sure you can follow this through um, and in that psalm it, it, David was talking about the, 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 the treachery of Eliphaphel and the way that he'd, he'd turned against him it's recorded in 2 Samuel 15 and verse 12 Eliphaphel left David and went to the rebel son Absalom David's son Absalom was trying to take over the country he was trying to um, kill his dad and and take the kingdom for himself. And um, this is what it says. While Absalom was offering sacrifices, 
He also sent for Eliphaphel, the Gileonite, David's counsellor, to come from Gilo, his hometown. And so the conspiracy gained strength and Absalom's following kept on increasing. Uh, David was in real trouble. Um, his son was becoming increasingly popular and uh, and they were in line for a big showdown. But at that moment in time, David was on the run uh, to try and find a safe place. A couple of chapters later, chapter 17 of 2 Samuel, uh, the story unfolds. We won't be reading the whole thing, but just to take out some key verses before we move on to something else. Ahithophel said to Absalom, I would choose 12,000 men and set out tonight in pursuit of David. Ahithophel was advising Absalom of how to uh, capture and kill his father. And and the, the, the picture of Ahithophel and Judas, the parallel, is, is amazing, really. Um, but that's what he was doing. He said, I would choose 12,000 men and set out tonight in pursuit of David. Let's get straight after him. He says, I would attack him while he's tired and weak. I would strike him with terror. And then all the people will flee. With him will flee to me. I would strike him down only the king and bring all the people back to you. The death of a man you seek will mean the return of all. All the people will be unarmed. This plan seemed good to Absalom and to all the elders of Israel. Ahithophel had told them what to do. And again, the leaders of Israel, a thousand or so years later, were looking to find a way to take over Jesus. To take Jesus out of the picture. And it says, the death of the man you seek will return all to you. And they, the, 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 the Jews in the New Testament, wanted to regain their uh, dominance within society. They wanted to get rid of this man, Jesus, who was just coming and, and preaching against them and preaching a truth that they couldn't grasp or understand or even want to recognize. And the planet says, seemed good to Absalom and to all the elders of Israel. David is in real trouble. But Absalom decided he wanted to get a second opinion. And if we stay in chapter 17 and go down to verse 11, it says, uh, Hushai advised Absalom, let all Israel from Dan to Beersheba, as numerous as the sand on the seashore, be gathered to you, with you yourself leading them into battle. This man, Hushai, is giving a second opinion. He's under undermining Ahithophel's advice and he's saying to him no no not tonight that's that's no good you if you read in between you see the reasoning behind it and um and he's saying no let's not go hastily let's get everybody let's bring all the tribes together and then we will go after him and he, and, and you Absalom can lead this army against your dad in verse 12 it says, Then we will attack him wherever he may be found. We will fall on him as dew settles on the ground. Neither he nor any of his men will be left alive. If he withdraws into a city, then all Israel will bring ropes to that city and we will drag it down to the valley until not so much as a pebble is left. 
And it says in verse 13, Absalom and all the men of Israel said the advice of Hushai the Archite is better than that of Ahalithophel. For the Lord had determined, it tells us, to frustrate the good advice of Ahalithophel in order to bring disaster on Absalom. And we we know that despite the the attacks of the high priests on trying to get Jesus and to get Judas to betray him, still the purposes of God endures. And that's why our faithfulness to him is so key to us fulfilling our purpose. God's love for us is tremendous. We must never, ever forget that. We must never, ever let anything take our eyes of the Lord Jesus Christ. We need to be trusting him. But this parallel continues in verse 23 of chapter 17. When Halithophel saw that his advice had not been followed, he saddled his donkey and set out for his house in his homeland, hometown. He put his house in order and then hanged himself. So he died and was buried in his father's tomb. Again, the parable is there because David wasn't just writing this psalm and mentioning um, Alithophel there. He was prophetically taking us right the way to the Easter story. And that's the tremendous thing about scriptures. Read your Bibles, not just because you're told to read them, but read it so you can hear God speaking into your heart and life. That is a parallel from the Old Testament to the New Testament and, and taking us back there to that Last Supper and the betrayal of Judas. Even my close friend, someone I trusted, one who I shared, one with whom I shared my bread has turned against me. If we look into Matthew chapter 14, we read one of those amazing miracles in scripture where with just five loaves and two fishes, uh, Jesus and the disciples fed a crowd of over 5,000. Uh, this is how it's recorded in verse 18 of Matthew 14. Bring them here to me, he said, meaning the bread and the fish. And he directed the people to sit down on the grass, taking the five loaves and the two fish, and looked up to heaven. He gave thanks and broke the loaves. Then he gave them to the disciples, and the disciples gave them to the people. They all ate and were satisfied, and the disciples picked up 12 baskets full of broken pieces that were left over. The number of those who ate was about 5,000 men, besides women and children. So we've got a group there that could well have been over 20,000 people, but it was just 5,000 men with women and children on top. And, uh, and it was an amazing thing. And it ties in again with this scripture. One who shared my bread. That bread was given by the young boy to Jesus. And Jesus took it and broke it. And the disciples gave it to the people. That must be an amazing thing for those disciples to see. That Jesus put bread in their hands and they went to feed somebody. But the bread was still there. And they'd given it to him. And everybody had their fill of this bread. And the disciples saw this multiplying before their eyes. This was unprecedented. This was absolutely incredible. And Judas 
was a part of it. Judas broke the bread and gave it to people to eat and he looked and he saw and he saw the blessing that was there and how at the end there was 12 baskets full of remnants left over from this tremendous meal and Judas had known that blessing of God upon him in that way and that wasn't all if we just take another random scripture there are, there are many we could find but in Luke chapter 9 it just it says Jesus sends out the 12 the 12 included Judas Iscariot so when we're looking at this, yeah, Matthew's there and, 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 and John and Peter and Thomas and Bartholomew, they're all there. They're all part of that 12, but so is Judas Iscariot. And it tells us in Luke 9, Jesus called the 12 together. He gave them power and authority to drive out all demons and to cure diseases. And he sent them out to proclaim the kingdom of God and to heal the sick. He told them, take nothing for the journey, no staff, bag, bread, money or extra shirt. Whatever house you enter, stay there until you leave that town. If people do not welcome you, leave their town and shake the dust off your feet as a testimony against them. So they set out and went from village to village, proclaiming the good news and healing people everywhere. Judas before miracles. How are we different from Judas? We're not that different really. Our purpose is to faithfully and carefully perform by the power of God his will in our lives. Judas just did as instructed and helped to feed thousands, heal the sick in various places. But his heart was not right and it influenced him to do wrong. We are responsible for what we think, what we do, and what we say. What has God spoken to us today? And how have we actioned it? It's in being faithful, in being obedient, in being listening servants of the greatest place in this world. I'm just struggling for the word, but it's church. We are part of the global church of Jesus Christ and we need to be allowing him to lead us. Even my close friend, someone I trusted, one who shared my bread, has turned against me. Of the communion, Paul writes in 1 Corinthians 11, I received from the Lord what I also passed on to you. The Lord Jesus, on the night he was betrayed, took bread. When he'd given thanks, he broke it and said, This is my body, which is for you. Do this to remember me. In the same way, after supper, he took the cup, saying, This cup is the new covenant in my blood. Do this whenever you drink it in remembrance of me. For whenever you eat this bread and drink this cup, you proclaim the Lord's death until he comes. Oh, what a day that will be when he comes back. And no longer do we need to remember his death because he's all, he's, he's, we're with him for all of eternity. Verse 27. So then, whoever eats the bread and drinks the cup of the Lord in an unworthy manner will be guilty of sinning against the body and blood of the Lord. Everyone ought to examine themselves before they eat of the bread and drink from the cup. 
For those who eat and drink without discerning the body of Christ, eat and drink judgment on themselves. So Paul's just saying, listen, before you do this in remembrance of Christ, just make sure that you're not holding something against somebody. If you are, put your gift down and go and talk to them. Put it right. Get it sorted. Just make sure that when you come in, you're coming with clean hands and a pure heart. Make sure that you, 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 you're in a place where you know Jesus is blessing upon you and you're following on from there. Judas ate the Last Supper and went out and betrayed Jesus. Can sweet water and bitter water come from the same well? No, they can't. So how could this be? It's wrong. It shouldn't happen. But it did. Even my close friend, someone I trusted, one who shared my bread, has turned against me. Just three more scriptures from the Sermon on the Mount. Uh, then I want to mention one more song before praying for communion. And and, and I think this is was a challenge to me. Uh, it's the last part of this message. And in Matthew 6, 2, it says, when you give, to the, when you give to the needy, do not announce it with trumpets, as the hypocrites do in the synagogues and on the streets, to be honoured by others. Truly, I tell you, they have received their reward in full. Verse 5. When you pray, do not be like the hypocrites, for they love to pray standing in the synagogues and on the street corners to be seen by others. Truly, I tell you, they have received their reward in full. And verse 16, when you fast, do not look somber as the hypocrites do, for they disfigure their faces to show others they are fasting. Truly I tell you, they have received their reward in full. There's a couple of things from those three verses that, that do challenges. It says when you give, when you pray, when you fast. Those are things that as believers of Jesus Christ, we should be doing. We should be giving. We should be praying. We should be fasting. It's not what we do, it's how we do it. And the warning here is if you do it in a flamboyant way so that people notice you, then that's your reward. You've got it in full. There'll be many surprises in heaven. People who have been viewed as successful will be seen as, as, as having minimalistic in comparison to rewards. We'll all be happy in heaven because we'll be with Jesus but there will be varying rewards and these people, it makes it clear, have received their reward in full. So it's with humility that we serve God with anonymity that we fulfill his purposes in order that he would get all the glory. This morning is about being aware of God the love and grace of God is, is amazing. He's always more interested in where we are than what we do. The good news is that our Lord is quick to forgive and to cleanse us as we humbly come to him. We cannot turn against him if we are always looking towards him. We cannot turn against him if we are always looking towards him. We come to communion, I was reminded again this morning of a, uh, an old, I think it was Andre Crouch's song, and the words say simply, the blood 
that Jesus shed for me, way back on Calvary, the blood that gives me strength from day to day, it will never lose its power, because it reaches to the highest mountains, it goes to the lowest valleys, and the blood that gives me strength from day to day will never lose its power. Lord, I pray that as we come and remember your death through taking the emblems, I pray that that blood will not lose its power. It will cleanse us again and help us to keep our eyes firmly on you. As we partake of the bread and remember your broken body through your stripes, through your the punishment you took, you paid the price for our salvation. And we remember that in the way you told us to. So as we take these emblems this morning, I pray that by your spirit you will strengthen us, you will build us up. And as those elements, the bread and the wine, become part of our existence, they enter into our body, they become part of nourishing us in the same way that by your spirit you will enter into our bodies, that you will empower us by your spirit to serve you. Praise God. Amen.